Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareka. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, cview1111 at gmail.com, or visit our website, cview1111.net. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. And welcome, everybody, to our monthly show, Seeking Divinity. Today's topic is Discerning Truth with our host, Sati Chappelle. In these times of prolific conspiracy theories, national propaganda, and differing accounts of a given situation, how does one really know what's true? Well, there are many ways but sometimes one just needs a solid formula and some personal practice. Join us today and share to learn the simple tools for one of the greatest gifts the mind can apply to literally everything, the ability to decipher the truth. Now, let's bring to the show Sadie. She's going to do also some live reading. Sadie offers psychic readings that cover a wide variety of topics, but she loves to focus on those subjects that bring you closer to your truest self. Thank you, everybody. Sadie, welcome. How are you? Darlin, I am great. How are you guys all doing on this beautiful, well, hopefully it's a beautiful Monday where you are. It's gorgeous where I am. It is beautiful here. At least, and this month we're supposed, not this week, sorry, we're supposed to get more into the fall temperatures, which I'm just looking forward. I love cold weather. (laughs) Fall is my favorite time of year, too. It's my birthday time, so um, I'm an October or Libra baby, but um, yeah, I just, it's, it, there's something really special about it. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a um, November girl, so yeah, I love the fall. Yay. <sighs> Even if it's just for the pumpkin lattes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Sati, we were talking about discerning the truth. You know, yesterday I had an interesting conversation with one close friend of mine, and we were not agreeing in, on topic about sending the, the children to school or if teachers should go to school regardless of the threat. And it makes me think of your show is so precise, like, Everybody has an opinion, and just because it seems that we are in opposite sides, sometimes we're not. So, and how do you discern where you are and what's the truth for you? 
Well, that is exactly the topic of today's show, how to discern, discern what is true for you um, and how to be able to understand, or should I say, let me change that, how to discern what others are actually really meaning. It's interesting because I'm going to give you guys a formula today. One of the very last things I'm going to ask you to do is to listen to the words of what somebody says. <laughs> you know, that's the last thing on this one list that I have for today. Um, so anyway, whew, sorry, I'm kind of just waking up here. I had a, one of those nights where I don't sleep. That's the truth. So I might as well go ahead and say that on a class or a session about truth today. But, you know, when you do find yourself, Claudia, speaking to people that seem to be on the opposite side of where you're at, one of the very best things that you can do is try to find the common ground. Because until you find that common ground, it's really hard to be able to allow yourself to see from their perspective or give them the space and the ability to see things from your perspective. And it's not so much a problem that we have differing perspectives. It's quite the contrary. It's really interesting. In our political climate and in our socio-economic climate and, and actually from even just a societal level with regards to the United States in particular, we're in a really weird time where it's bad, supposedly, to have a differing opinion. Well, if we look at the ancient Greeks, for example, sake, which are still considered some of the greatest thinkers that have ever been on this planet, they welcomed the ability to debate. They welcomed the ability to see things from completely differing perspectives and viewpoints. And they welcomed that challenge to the supposed truth they held because it wasn't threatening to them. It was actually helpful because it allowed them to really re-examine what it was that they thought they thought <laughs> and to become clear on what that actually was. So, you know, finding that common ground in any kind of discussion with anybody to where you lay out like that welcome mat that says, hey, you know, you may think differently. Let's discuss that. Let's look at that. I'm willing to look at mine if you're willing to look at yours or I'm willing to look at mine, whether you're willing to look at yours and, and together we'll see what we can learn. Um, I think that's, that may help you with your situation with your friend. Yeah, thank you. And I did heard uh, something like that when I was on that, um, on that conversation with her I was about to argue when something inside of me, it, 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 it was not a voice, but it was some knowledge like, no, hold on. You don't have to be right. You don't have, you don't have to convince anybody. So it was like, so I hold my tongue and everything was fine. But it is so interesting how when there are points in your life where you think this is the truth and it is okay unless you want to make others see the truth as you do and that 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 was my my learning experience in that point well you know that's a really excellent point um miss claudia because i think that's part of the reason why people no longer want to debate because it's no longer so often it's no longer a situation of simple debate it's a coercion and yeah, I don't like to be coerced. I don't want somebody to tell me what I should and shouldn't think, just the same as you don't want that, and our listeners don't want that for themselves. So, you know, I think that if we could go back to the ability to listen to each other and to think for ourselves, then, you know, the need to coerce kind of might iron itself out. Let's put it that way. It might just iron itself out. But it's interesting because it does bring us into – um, question about the truth. Um, and I looked it up and the definition is the actual state of a matter. 
or matter in and of itself from a scientific standpoint. A fact, a reality, accuracy, honesty. So here the first thing about truth is being able to see or acknowledge what actually is. And I love, Claudia, that you acknowledged the fact that you didn't have to be right in that moment, and that was the truth of that situation, because all you guys were doing were debating anyway. So it wasn't really necessarily a situation of having to have one side be right and one side be wrong. It was just more about simply acknowledging that you were listening and you were present, and she was present. That's pretty beautiful, I think. It is. So, <laughs> it so is. And I think it's so hard for us to do today, to just acknowledge, you know, somebody else's truth. Why is that so hard? So it's interesting because all of this is happening in this 2020 year, this year for seeing what is really out there or what is really in there. And boy, oh boy, I don't know about you listeners, but this is the ninth month of this 2020 vision year. And we have had so much shown to us. And the fun thing is not all of it is true. (laughs) (laughs) So consider the many conspiracy theories being proliferated this year, for example's sake. Against the hard fact that the Western United States is on fire. Both might show up in certain news sources, but where, you know, the West being on fire is indisputable because we have like videos and pictures. And that was one of the reasons I was saying today was beautiful is I don't have smoke. I live in Colorado. I don't have smoke today, although unfortunately in the next day or two, we're going to get a lot more smoke from the California fires again, which is so hard, but being proliferated at this point in time, arrange their articles to look or sound like the truth, often using some facts or made up parts or even unrelated facts to promote the theory that they're trying to get other people on board with. And it's funny, it made me think of this guilty pleasure I have. And I know about you guys, but I really like to watch Ancient Aliens. It's a TV show with Giorgio Sukalis, who, yes, in my opinion, is super delicious. Oh my God, he is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love it because it is kind of like a fact-finding mission for me. I watch the show, and I laugh a lot. I enjoy what it offers. Sometimes I find myself going, huh, now that was really, really interesting what they just said. I never thought of that before. I wonder. I love that I wonder part. I'm a, I'm a discovery, let's go figure it out kind of girl sure you guys can find that to be true. Um, And so, you know, when certain things are said, I'm like, huh, I wonder. I don't take it as fact. I don't take it as reality. I don't take it as fiction. It's not about that. It's about just watching and enjoying. But I notice that oftentimes they will take certain facts that are completely unrelated to the story and they use it to try to verify or validate what they're saying. And that also makes me laugh. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of things are doing that these days. So in this 2020 year, we're having even more opportunity to really look because of what is being presented to us. I'm going to leave us on that note for just a moment. And I'm going to ask Claudia if we have anybody calling to uh, do a little mini reading before we go on with the rest of the show. Yes. Then let's go to Canada and let's bring Joan to the show. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? 
I am great. I am great. You in Canada are probably enjoying <laughs> this particular show because you're looking at America going, yeah, okie dokie. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but, you know, we're all living through this in, in uh, the whole discussion you guys just had about uh, about uh, discussions. I mean, we're seeing the same thing on a smaller level here with children going to school and people living in fear. And there's just so much energy going around that that's affecting people. And people are at each other's throats. Yeah, sometimes, and it's unfortunate. And I think that's the part that we need to shift. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this show today, Joan, was because I wanted to see if, somehow or another, giving people this formula for deciphering the truth would help them to not want to go at somebody else's throat. Because if you can recognize somebody else is being untrue, oftentimes you can recognize that they're mostly being untrue with themselves. Okay, my darling, so that's not what you're here to discuss. So what's your question? How can I help you today? Okay, so mine is on a a personal level. My husband and I have been married for nine years, and uh, we've come to a point where COVID has sort of, with with the isolation, uh, things really came to a head that before I could ignore because I had lots of peeps around. (laughs) And um, basically, my husband had a childhood where uh, he was left with wounds that prevent him from intimacy and from um, expressing his love. I know the love is there, but it's uh, it's not in the form that I can that I can feel. So, you know, we're trying to navigate how to proceed, and. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out if if I can if I if I need to put more into it or if I need to get out of it. <laughs> and I'm a fixer, so you know I'm I'm I know a whole lot of ways to help, but I don't know. I I, I know that I'm not going to do the work for him, but how much can I help? Absolutely. I think this is a a really wonderful question. I think that today's show is going to provide you with some tools for that. The formula that I'm going to give, for example, sake, you can hand over to him and say, hey, do you want to work with this? Um, Because that will help him to start to, to see into himself. He can't, he can't offer intimacy unless he can into himself see, to coin a phrase. Um, but let me, let me tell you a couple of things that I'm getting here from, from speaking with you, Miss Jones. First mm-hmm. off, I really do believe that both of you love each other. When I look at your marriage, I actually, it's, it's pretty interesting. Sometimes I pull the cards. Sometimes I listen to what your guides say. Sometimes I get visions. Um, it all depends on the individual who's calling in. And for you, I pulled some cards. There's 72 in my deck, and I pulled the marriage card for you and the card ah. that says, you know, that says stay in this marriage. So I okay. think that is pretty important to discuss yeah. right off the bat. Um, the other thing about this is, you know, your husband often speaks his love through things that he does. Maybe he can't articulate it. Maybe he's not a touchy-feely kind of guy, huggy, that kind of thing, which is more of what you might want. But he shows his love in the things that he does for you and how he helps you and how he shows up when you need him to be there. Um, So it's very interesting. I I wanted to also say that he listens to you. He shows up for you by listening to you, which is kind of interesting to me because he's not willing to do the other end of that that you want so much, which is to discuss himself and to discuss 
his own stuff. So it's really kind of fascinating to me that he's willing to be a soundboard for you, but not for himself. Um, And, you know, sometimes we have to take a little step back. And I know you have done this, Joan, but I'm going to reiterate it, okay, because you guys are asking me to to make this a little bit more apparent to you. Um, Sometimes we have to realize that the – I want to say it this way, so forgive me. The issue lies in the other individual. You can do all of the work Mm. that you can do. You can try as hard as you can try. Ultimately, you know, this is his problem. So there's two sides to that coin. If this is his problem, then you need to maybe perhaps start looking at why it affects you so. How you are not getting your needs met, not from him, but from yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is how you can support him in starting to create small turnarounds wherein he can look at himself in a safer way. And, you know, it's it's interesting because for him it really is all about safety. He would never say that in a million years. He would totally tell you I am a thousand percent wrong in that. But honestly, from what I am viewing, it is all about his feeling safe in looking at himself. And it's not really also so much geared upon the past, although that is part of it. For whatever reason, he comes across to me as feeling like he has responsibility for his past, which is interesting because a lot of it was done to him. So having him saying to him, take more responsibility by looking at yourself makes him crazy. Mm -hmm. Does all of that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, looking at, you know, how he does what his love language is to you. Oh, yeah. We've talked love languages for a couple of years. (laughs) He's He's very articulate in his love languages, but he can't understand that I need a different one. So that's been a discussion. Right. So, you know, like what I was speaking about with Claudia is trying to find that common ground where you both have the same uh, way of expressing love in one area and you build from that one point. And then eventually you'll have two points, two areas, and then eventually three. Um, I speak actually a little bit from experience here. Um, I am a psychic empath, right-brained, creative, woo-woo kind of girl (laughs) who has a very logical side. My husband, on the other hand, when I first met him, honey, my nickname for him was Spock. Does that tell you anything? So he is totally (laughs) a Vulcan, totally a Vulcan. And he, he and I have been together for 30 years, and, you know, we're still working out how to communicate our love in ways that we both can see. So keep at it. You are with the right person. It's not an accident that you're with this man. It would be easier to leave in some ways, but it won't provide you with the soul lessons that you're really craving and what you came here for. So see him as that. Yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from is, okay, is the lesson. I have the core wound of betrayal. So uh, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so uh, am I betraying myself? Is there a betrayal of what we started out? And that's, you know, I constantly question the whole life lesson thing and where I'm supposed to go with it. So, but I do have a feeling that we can work things out. Well, we could talk about this, you and I, off the air for a lot longer mm-hmm. time frame than what we have in this moment. And we can examine and explore some of that stuff you're speaking of because I mm-hmm. agree with you. Those are all 
super important questions. So if you want, look up my website, seekingdivinity.com, and see if I'm somebody you want to work with. And if not, that's fine. Find somebody who will be able to give you both the psychic, the, the soul, and the past life patterns to help you understand why you chose to be with this person and what it is you're really trying to get out of the relationship. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. You've hit on a lot of points. <laughs> wonderful. Perfect. I'm so glad you did that, Ms. Jones. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Thank Claudia. You. Thank you, Ms. Young, and stay on the on the show because she's still having given us the formula, and we want to learn the formula, right, Sadie? Absolutely. I'm going to give that formula coming up here really soon. Um, so thank you so much for bringing Joan on. And um, others who are waiting for, you know, readings, I'm going to get to that in just a moment. Um, you know, one of the things that I want to bring up is that um, we can lose touch with the truth. We can go to the magic show and we can know it's all an illusion and it can be fun and we can, we can still be taken in by that. And that's okay. You know, it's all right to go to the magic show because it's innocent. It's okay to be taken in by that and to return to the days of youth and childhood and wonder and enjoy that whole aspect of wonder. The problem comes is when we become obsessed or anguished or taken in by the illusion so much that it starts to dictate our actions and our choices. And then when we start to lose touch with reality and the truth that much to take over our lives. That's the problem with conspiracy theories. People get wrapped into those things so much that they cannot see beyond it. They spend every waking moment hunting, 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 quote unquote, researching. But the funny thing is, is they're usually researching for more evidence that the conspiracy theory is true versus researching evidence that the conspiracy theory is false. They don't do the counter argument, the counter debate. They are not the devil's advocate, if you want to say it that way. And that's how they get sucked in more and more and more. And if you recognize any of these things that I've mentioned in yourself, or if you've seen these in others around you, you know, it's really important that you start to work with this fundamental formula that I'm going to give you right now because you don't really, really want to get sucked into any more deception. So let's look at the word decipher for just a moment. It means to make out or discover the meaning of a thing, to seek an underlying truth or falsehood of a thing, to clear away the obscured or obscuring components of a thing, and then to interpret accurately. I liked that one. That's like almost the steps I'm going to give you. Not quite, but it gives you a, another way to play with a formula to, to stay within the realm of truth in these times. Because we really all need to learn to decipher and discern the truth. Which brings me to the word discern. To perceive by sight or some other sense or by the intellect. To mentally distinguish, recognize, or discover. So let's start here with number one. Start by looking at the self. This is number one in the formula. It should be number one in any formula you're going to create. Ever, 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 ever. Start with the self. And let me explain here. If you can't look at yourself truthfully or clearly, if you can't see yourself with open eyes objectively, you're going to find it kind of hard to do that with others or with the larger world. So really to practice it here first is a really major 
important step. And it is a fundamental step, meaning that it should be pretty much obvious. That's what fundamental means in this case. So here's a simple practice that will improve your ability to truly see what is and to promote internally the ability, the desire, and the nature of seeing and knowing what is true. Objectively discern or decipher your weaknesses and your strengths and write those down. Objectively discern or decipher your biases, your desires, and question them. Your wants and your likes and your dislikes. How you want things or how you wish things to be is huge because you're going to form a bias and you're going to form a pattern that drives you towards that goal of desire or want. And sometimes to the obliteration of all else or to the obliteration of truth itself. Look at your tendencies, your motivations, your patterns, and your cycles. Now, that, if you did nothing else but that one thing for the rest of your life, you would eventually come to this full formula, but man, oh man, would you be aware. You would be so wise to who you are and why you do things, and when those patterns come up, you'll be like, oh my gosh, that's just a pattern. It's not, it's, it's a habit. It's not necessarily really what I want or really where I want to be, so I have the power to change that. When your cycles come up and you go, oh, this is just a cycle. Every year at my birthday, I get sick. It's just a cycle. You won't start placing blame on yourself or on others or what have you. You'll be able to take greater ownership, greater responsibility for yourself. You'll be able to choose more wisely. And that really is the bottom line, is choosing more wisely what it is you really want based on who you really are, as opposed to who you think you are. And I have spent, uh, let's see, 35 years doing this for myself. Literally, 35 years, this has been a practice of mine for a very long time. It can take a lot of time and a lot of effort just to play with this step alone. But the awareness this process offers, the mighty power to choose, the ability to fix and to change things, to improve things that you might not really want to see in self or acknowledge in self. I mean, why hide that? Why not just shifted into what you want it to be. And then the funny thing is you'll start to see why things happen to you as they do. And you will start to see how to change things from what happens to you into what happens due to you and your efforts, which is a huge distinction here because it puts the power back in your hands. When things happen to you, everybody feels like a victim, right? I do get sick every year at my birthday. Oh, my God. Here comes my birthday, right? So it's like learning to turn all of that around. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to happen overnight. This is a process. If you think of it as a momentum a train that has been headed in a given direction for a certain period of time, think of how quickly or slowly that train will stop based on how long that train has been in motion. But don't give up is my point. All right. So um, keep it simple here to start. Work with headings or highlights. And then add nuances and subtleties or underheadings later on. And apply critical thinking practices or lateral thinking abilities to your list of strengths. Learn about these two things and practice them. There's a slew of books out there on how to develop these essential skills, critical thinking and lateral thinking. And I just wanted to give you two quick definitions, and then I'll take another caller. 
Critical thinking is the disciplined mental activity of evaluating propositions or arguments in order to guide one's choices, actions, and personal development, or to help discern the truth about beliefs or theories, just to put that, to tie that into our topic today, right? Lateral thinking is the solving of problems by indirect and creative approach, typically viewing the problem in a new or unusual light. And this is what I spoke about earlier by being the devil's advocate, by giving yourself the counter argument. If you believe that it's daylight outside, well, give yourself the counter argument as to whether it really is or not. And that may sound silly, but, you know, that really came in handy with my poor sweet mother who has passed on. She had, um, I think they call it daylighters or daytimers. I'm not quite sure of the term anymore. You know, at the end of her life, she had brain cancer, and so she couldn't tell the difference between day and night. And so we'd actually objectively do a process so she could try to determine that because it was really hard. Um, Simple things like that can be so hard on an individual. And, yeah, that's an extreme example, but you can use it in the ways that are most suited to you. So, Ms. Claudia, let's see if we have another caller. Yes, let's bring Gail to the show. Hello. Gail, are you there? You might be I'm muted. Sorry, I, was, I, was, I, I was muted for most of the show and forgot to unmute. Um, I guess I have a question for me and a general question about my two adult sons. The question for me is, is essentially, is this all there is? I do a fair bit for others. I'm retired and I keep myself very busy. So is this all there is? And for my two adult children, um, knowing that I am powerless over their lives for the most part, is there anything that I can be doing to help steer their boats? Okay. Well, I absolutely <laughs> Love the question you brought to the forum today. <laughs> is this all there is? I was like, pardon my French, but holy shit, that is such a great question. <laughs> and one that people never ask because, you know, really, what other question is there other than the existential? I love existential questions. So, Gail, let's dive yeah. into this one, right? Okay. <laughs> So, you know, I am going to say this, and and let's see where this develops, where this goes. Part of the you, part of the you that's asking this question is the child. And I'll tell you why. Your child had a whole lot of dreams and a whole lot of desires and a whole lot of wishes and hopes for what would be in your life, how your life would go. And it didn't go that way took a turn, Um, and several of them, as life often does. So the inner child asking this question is kind of in some ways in need of a little TLC, a little um, love from you. So sometimes what needs to happen is you can help it or that aspect of yourself to recognize where things did somehow pan out from what you wanted, but in smaller ways, in in different ways. And um, the other side of this is that, you know, one of the things you really are wanting out of this life is the feeling that you're building this rainbow bridge, this gateway to the soul, this open door to the higher self, the part of you that is more eternal, more divine, more all-knowing, more all-aware, more, you know, all-all, everything, right? right? Mm -hmm. And that is definitely what I'm going to say 
is the answer to the question of is this all there is? Because ultimately that is all there is ever to our lives. And we kind of play these little games with ourselves in our lives. We we go to work and we have the husband or the, the wife and we have the children and we have the grandchildren and we have all of these things that we do in order to help propel that inner vision or to obscure that inner vision of building the bridge. And while you are actively building that rainbow bridge, you want it to be more substantial. And I want to say to you that's someplace you're going. And I would like you to look into sound healing um, because one of the things that we are finding in the world right at this point in time is that sound and vibration is like a quick route to the depths of soul, the depths of self. And um, what I would say is really do your research on who you want to work with. Make sure they've been doing it not just a long time, but that they are intuitive. I have met people who have been doing it for 30 years, and they still don't understand what they're doing when they're Mm -hmm. doing it which mm-hmm. is not necessarily a good thing. Um, and mm-hmm. will actually to obscure this connection with soul. You might even find that you're drawn to learning some of this craft for yourself or at least playing with some of it for yourself. But it mm-hmm. is more of a direct line for you because the type of soul that you have works best with specific vibrations. And once you learn what those vibrations are, then you're on the fast track. And that I can tell you, guaranteed. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So now you said the second part to your question, which I did not yet look at because I was just so and so happy with the first question. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned something about... um, how you can help your boys or your children, even though you know you can't, something like that. Please rephrase. Yeah, I, 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 under, I understand I am, I am for the most part, powerless, um, certainly to direct their lives. But, you know, they are captains of their own ship. But I'm wondering if there's anything I can do to help them to steer their ships in the directions that's right for them. Well, besides being yeah. the white light and, you know, all that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get you. And holding the space and all of that. Right, right, medicine. right. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, actually, they do really well with hints. If you learn to drop hints in 30 seconds, 20 seconds or less, and totally walk away, what you're going to find is they're going to look at you funny and not say anything. And then they're, after a while, they will look at you funny and they will think about it. And then they'll look at you funny and they'll ask you about it. This will be the process that will come and it'll take time. And mm-hmm. then they'll actively ask you for your advice. It's a turning around of the relationship that you guys have. And really for them, they do much better if you just kind of like, you know, the concept of name dropping, like you just drop right. a concept in, right. in a, as short of verbiage as you possibly can and completely mm-hmm. walk away. It never happens. Right. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, what just happened? What? Huh? What? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like the most effective way because otherwise they've got, you know, guards at the gate. You ain't getting in. Right. right, right. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling, Miss Gail. Yeah, yeah. Have a good day. Thank you, Gail. So you ready with, for our next caller? Um, actually, I'd like to get to step two because I'm kind of uh, being mindful of our time. I think we might go five minutes over, but I, I want to get to this next caller. But let me try to get number two out. It'll be a shorter than, than the first one. Okay? Okay. Sure. Thanks, honey. So now... Now that we are applying critical thinking and lateral thinking and we're looking at ourselves objectively and we're, you know, writing down our 
patterns and our habits and our likes and dislikes and our weaknesses and our strengths and all of those things that I mentioned earlier. Step number two, apply what you learned in the first step to fit with regards to others. So now, obviously, that whole list that I gave you in number one, that's a little too long. Maybe pick one or two or a couple of the options there that you like and play with that. Otherwise, I am trying to read my notes here. (laughs) That's the honest truth. Um, Otherwise, add, oh boy, Um, when looking at others, here we go. Thank you. When looking at others, start with the obvious. Look at their actions and their behaviors first because those will tell you a whole lot about who they are. Then add in their perspectives and their biases because that will tell you a whole other dimension to who they are. Then add in their tendencies, their desire, and their environment. Do all of this first and then consider their words last after you have seen the actuality of how they live so that you already know the truth of how they present themselves. Some people out there present themselves very truthfully from the beginning and some don't. So, you know, it's really important that we look at these things that I've just spoken of, their tendencies, their practices, their biases, their beliefs, their environment, And understand all of that flavors who they are. And sometimes it lends understanding to their actions and behaviors, whether they're being truthful or not. But the most it will do is it will show you whether they are being truthful or not. Remember, the words are the very last thing that you want to consider in this equation. Because it's the easiest thing to do. The easiest thing is to say something and not mean it. Arm yourselves with the ability to really seek the truth in this 2020 year. Start looking. And here I want to mention something about astrology before we take our next reader. Um, Mars right now just went retrograde, and it is retrograde currently. And it's going to be retrograde for a long time. It doesn't usually go retrograde for such long periods of time, but hey. This year is unique. So, it will will be retrograde through the November United States election. On top of it, it's squared to Saturn in Capricorn. So, what does all of that mean? It's asking us to review our motives first and then to choose to do the right thing for the right reason. Kind of like you know, the ideology of the knights of old and how they were so virtuous and valiant and always, you know, might for right, that kind of thing. Um, And then choose wisely versus impulsively or choose wisely instead of according to a tradition, meaning some of us are Democrats and some of us are Republicans and some of us are independents. We don't have to choose according to party lines according to what you want. Choose according to what you see. Allow yourself to use step one and step two in relation to this election and decipher the truth of what already is and what you want to bring in to the United States reality as we go forward. And don't cave to pressure from others. Finally here, Mars is also squared to Venus. So look at all of your love relationships or your friendships or your family relationships with this new and discerning eye and realize, i.e., acknowledge who can stay in your life because they're good for you and who really needs to go because they're not so good for you. 
All right, so this is all based on a principle similar to Gandhi's be the change. You want to see change in the world? You want greater truth to come into the world? Be that greater truth. Employ truth, embrace truth, look for truth. No longer allow yourself to be, um, you know, deceived by yourself or others. I channeled a being named Portia, who is the twin flame to St. Germain back in 1998. I was going through some uh, channeled recordings or recordings of the channelings recently, and she said this. Quote, if you want the new world to reflect certain things that are important to you, then create them for your own reality first, unquote. And the reason for that, this was a class on manifesting. And she was saying it doesn't matter what the whole world wants and it doesn't matter where the whole world is headed. Create for yourself what you want for your own reality first and allow everything else to follow suit from there. All right there. Miss Claudia, let's take the next caller, honey. <laughs> Thank you. So let's bring Bobby to the show. Hi. Hey, Bobby. Um, I, I have a question. You said you're in Colorado. Um, where in Colorado are you? I'm in Denver. Okay, because my husband is um, there right now. He just got there yesterday. He's on a hunting trip, and I was just thinking this morning, I wonder if they're in smoke. So you don't have smoke. Do they have smoke like in Steamboat Springs? I think it's the name of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. That's quite a bit farther north and west of us. Um, We do have a little bit of smoke today, but here in Denver, but not that not that bad. Not as bad as it's going to be in a couple of days. Yeah, no, that's what worries me because they're like outside. They don't, they can't get away from it. So maybe they'll come home early. Um, and and I wanted to thank you because every single person that you talked to, and except for of course Gail, who happens to be my friend, and I I said I want to go after Gail, and now I'm like, well, dang, she asked the best question. So you know, <laughs> sorry, she knows I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, everything that you've talked about today has been like, oh yeah, and I was just thinking about that. So then it gets to me and I don't really have a question. I do have a question. Um, I talked to you once before and I was kind of in a holding pattern and you told me just enjoy the holding pattern. Um, and I, over the past week or two weeks, I've, I've realized like there's a level of frustration, Dylan. And, um, yesterday I decided that the frustration was because I'm sitting here and not moving forward. And I have believed for a long time that I was supposed to have my own business. And, but I, but at the same time, I didn't do anything about it. I didn't move forward into creating it much. I worked a little bit on background stuff, which I'm great on background stuff because then there's no risk involved. Um, But yesterday, I did take a step forward, and I mentioned to one of my doctor friends, if they, I asked them, would they refer people to me? Because I'm a coach. I'm also um, empathic, and I'm also a little psychic. And sometimes when I'm coaching, I'm positive that I'm channeling. But it's not a skill that I can lay claim to because I don't feel like I've learned it. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I understand exactly what you're saying, yes. Okay. Okay, so my question is, was I right? Was that where the frustration was coming from? Is now when I should have moved? Did I take a right step yesterday? And is coaching going to be what I'm doing moving forward? Is that going to be the business that I have? Is is it going to be like health coaching because I'm most comfortable there because I'm a nurse? Or am I going to be moving into or? Well, you know, here's the thing. I like to say to people, it doesn't matter what's going to happen 10 years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, and especially in this 2020 year, it doesn't matter where things lead. It matters where they're at right now. This 2020 year, if nothing else, is putting us in the present. We have no choice but to deal with the flipping present every single solitary day. Mm So Mm -hmm. it's really about the foundation that you're laying, not necessarily where you're going. 
And I can say to you that, yeah, you're going to do some great coaching and you will do some great healing work, but it's going to be multidimensional. So it's not just going to be on the physical level, which I understand is your comfort zone. Allow it to um, to materialize and to develop as it does. And I know you will do that. But let me say this. Um, speaking to doctors and having them recommend you is great. And that was a wonderful first step. But the thing that you really lack and one of the things that your guides really want you to understand and why they told you to just sit back and enjoy the holding pattern is because they wanted you to get to a certain point of frustration. And sometimes our guides do want that because not that they like that and they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's more along the lines that they want us to get so frustrated that we go, screw this, I'm done, we're moving now. Right. And sometimes that's the only motivation that will override our fear. Hope that rings a bell. So oh, what yeah. I'm going to say to my dear body is, you have to tear down all of the things that you thought had to be in order to get what you really want. This is all about the Shirley MacLaine thing of stepping out on the limb to get the fruit of the tree. And, yeah, that limb may break, and you have to take that chance. And if you don't take that chance, well, that's okay. I hope you enjoy the holding pattern because that will continue. So this is really about taking the bull by the horns and going, okay, I need to dismantle those things that are no longer working for me, which means that you used to need to use this formula that I'm offering today, um, which there's a third and a fourth component coming soon, and really look at what is and what is not working in your life and totally eviscerate get rid of anything that doesn't work. Because let me tell you, we're all being called as light workers to step forward into our truth. And the only way to do that, my dear, is to let go of things that no longer serve, that are not truth for us in this present any longer. Maybe they were in the past. That's okay. They aren't now, and they're not going to be in the future. And if we want the future of our choice, we need to be bold and creative in the now. So get working. Does that okay. But yes. Well, terrified. Okay. But yes. Yes, I know. Your guides are standing here with popcorn going, okay, what's she going to do now that we told her this? Yay! So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, um, um, thank you. Thank you. I have a lot to. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Everybody needs to realize that in this 2020 year, fear is no longer an option. We have entertained that for nine months, and it is no longer an option. So get up and get moving. Thanks, honey. Thank you for calling, Bob. All right. So since we only have a few minutes left, and my watch is probably wrong about that, let's hit number three and number four. Um, and uh, let's see what we can accomplish. Maybe we, I can take one more call, um, but we'll see. Is that okay, Miss Claudia? Yeah, we can go with number three and number four. Not, not sure about the call, but let's, let's see what happens. I think you're right about that, but let, I'm trying to be optimistic. Okay. <laughs> number three, don't hide behind desires for how you want things to be any longer. This kind of falls into play with what Bobby uh, was just advised to do. Allow yourself to see how things really are and if things really are that way and then act accordingly. The whole point of discernment is to really be honest with self in every area. Funny here, the universe always rewards this continued action of being honest with self with more and greater truths coming into your life. And that's when everything falls into place and you come into this point of synchronicity where your reality, your path, your energy, your momentum hitches a ride to universal momentum. 
energy in reality. And it's funny because like Bobby was saying, she's kind of been in a holding pattern. Maybe she's been struggling. Maybe she's been sitting still. Once you hook up with that universal momentum, things take off in a flash. And all of a sudden, they're moving, and they're usually moving at light speed. And then you're on the other side of the equation going, oh, my God, they're going too fast. They need to slow down. <laughs> so, so, you know, really bear that in mind. Don't hide any longer out of fear. Be bold. Look at the truth. Now is the time. And finally, number four, get out in nature. It clears the head. It helps one to see clearly. It helps one to think clearly, and it rejuvenates body and mind. I'm going to leave you guys with a mantra because it's, it's an English mantra, um, but it has served me for 35 years and continues to serve me. It is one of the greatest things that ever came into my life. And it's totally applicable to our radio show today and all the topics that we've discussed. Here it is verbatim. Write this down. May I have the eyes to see. May I have the ears to hear. May I have the heart to decipher. And I'm going to ask that you add one more to this because 2020 demands it. May I have the eyes to see. May I be willing to see. And may I use these tools wisely every day. So how you might use this mantra or how you might state it in actuality is may I have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, the heart to decipher, the willingness to see what is shown to me, and may I use these tools wisely every day. Please, please, please write that down. I cannot tell you how much that changes life. It attunes you to the frequency, to the energy of truth immediately. And it adheres you to it. The more you say it, the more it adheres you to that. We all need to see the truth now. We need to acknowledge it. We need to hear the truth. We need to know the truth. We need to be able to decipher the truth. We need to be willing to see what is brought in front of us, even if it's contrary to what we think or what we want it to be. Because there's no time like now. In this now, we are being called to really face reality as it is in our own personal lives and in the greater world beyond. And then to be able to use all of that information for our best benefit and for the best benefit of all is as equally important to choose wisely as much as possible. And here's the thing. If I practice this and my family sees it, my friends see it, they're going to start wondering, well, what am I doing? How come it's working for me? What's working for me? And then they will start to do the same. It's the ripple effect. And even if it doesn't happen on a verbal level, it will happen on an energetic level. We need to really embrace the truth in the world. This is the time. All right, my friends, I think we are a little over time. I thank you so much for having listened to the show today. Thank you, Miss Claudia, for being with us today and for helping me to be able to speak my truth today, which may not be any of the listeners' truth, and I respect that. But know that for sure by looking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, so much for being here. Remember, Seeking Divinity with Sati Chappell comes back the first Friday of every month. This was a, a special episode, so she's coming back on October 2nd. Put it on your calendar and join us. And thank you, Sati. Everybody, if you want to contact Sati Chappell directly, go to SeekingDivinity.com. 
Her website is a beautiful one, a lot of goodies there, so check it out. And thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. Blessings be. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.